Happy Tuesday afternoon and welcome on in to today's episode of Great Quarter Gals, the show where we highlight the amazing women doing amazing things in the freight and logistics space. I'm Kaylee Nix here with my lovely co-host, Grace Sharkey. Grace, it feels weird to do a show on an event day, but like you're getting a double dose, right? We've got Global Supply Chain Week, day number one, done and dusted, and we get Great Quarter Gals to cap off your Tuesday. That's that, that we've just been avoiding doing an episode together for about three weeks now. Uh, it's it's finally all meshing together as to one. So I'm very excited and uh, long time no, no uh, co-hosting with you. So happy to do that too. I know, right? It's been like this like tag team back and forth. Like you were at Manifest and then you were traveling and I had a dentist appointment last week. So, you know, not super fun, but we, we got it done, whatever. But yeah, it's it's been a long time since we've co-hosted together and we're both fairly busy on the event track right now. I don't think that we've caught up on this show since you went to Manifest. And of course, we're in the middle of Global Supply Chain Week right now here at Freight Waves. Well, let's talk a little bit about that event circuit before we get in. Give us this quick little overview of your time at Manifest and how it went. It went really, really well. I was happy to see uh, some even more Freight Waves uh, faces there. Craig was there uh, on a panel as well. Uh, Duner was uh, walking around doing his his old Duner things, and uh, it was it's it's great because whenever I, especially you've gone to that event now twice in a row. Uh, if, if they don't see some of us in there, they're, they're asking about us. You know, it, it, it kind of, I go to those events and I'm re- reminded of how much the industry does look to freight waves for guidance and for ideas and for improvement uh, and how great of a source that we are. So I'm over here just, you know, hyping ourselves up, but uh, it, it's true. You go to these events and you start, you, you hear and people see your badge and they just immediately are uh, come over and want to chat with, with what we're working on. So I loved it. I had a great time. And uh, there's a lot of really great people I've been able to meet and bring on this show, including the guests that we're going to have today. So uh, definitely a good time for that too. Absolutely. I'm so jealous of you guys going to manifest. And I think next year I'm going to have to make it happen. Like I'm going to put it on my schedule already this year. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. Bradford, if you're watching this, I'm going to manifest next year. Me and Grace are going to do Great Quarter Gals live from the show floor. But it's super fascinating, as you mentioned, because it makes those connections and it really reinforces the existing connections that we have here at Freight Waves. And those are super important when you're talking about bringing together expertise of many different niches in the industry, which is what we're going to talk about today. The niches make the riches And we're going to be very excited to welcome our guest here in just a few minutes. Before we get there, though, let's talk a little bit about Global Supply Chain Week, because that's going on right now for us here at Freight Waves. Three days of virtual content, but a very specific and very important aspect to the supply chain industry. Today was day one, our maritime day, and it was fascinating. We had lots of content from Greg Miller. We had stuff from Eric Coolish. We had stuff from Thomas Wasson, all of the above. Grace, was there anything from today that really stuck out to you as something super impactful? Uh, honestly, uh, very jealous of the keynote that uh, Mary O'Connell got to do. Uh, Julian Van Ehrlich, he, I met him. Uh, I actually had a one-on-one conversation with him uh, around November last year. Uh, and it's going to be actually, he'll be on point of sale in a couple of weeks to talk about this 
too. Uh, but FabFitFun holds a number of really interesting uh, patents when it comes to supply chain. A lot have his name on it too. Julian is a part of over 20 different supply chain patents uh, and even some outside of, of supply chain. So we're going to have him on point of sale to talk about that. But he's a very interesting person and he's seen a lot and he's done a lot in our industry. And I think he gave some very great examples and tips from FabFitFun and how he's worked their supply chain over the past couple of years through various Black Swan events uh, in order to even help a smaller merchant who's not as large as FabFitFun uh, to be a part of it. I think that's what I'm really excited about this for this week. Even going through tomorrow, we have, I believe, Freshy right on the list. Look at these shippers coming out to freight waves and showcasing how great supply chains can become. And listen, I can write about technology all day long. We can touch on stuff. But when we get the shippers out here and they're verifying a lot of what we're talking about, I think that's very impactful. So mm -hmm. I'm very excited over the next couple of days to see these shippers. Uh, oh, sorry. No, not Freshy. Hello, Fresh. Uh, uh, showcasing exactly uh, how important it is for them to be a part of these conversations in and showcase to all of us what needs to be fixed in their own supply chains. Absolutely. I think this is probably the first time in FreightWaves history that we've had two days in a row, both keynoted by shippers. So tomorrow, Matt Cicinelli from HelloFresh will be joining myself to talk a little bit about their offerings. Tomorrow is kind of a mixed bag. It's retail, it's CPG, it's food and beverage, it's all of the above. It's very interesting and it all works in together, right? Like HelloFresh is one of those companies that is kind of sitting at the intersection between e-commerce, CPG, and retail at the same time. Got to talk to Matt yeah. a little bit about, about what a changing customer base looks like and how they adjust their strategies to keep up with their changing customer base, the changes that their customer base went through with their needs through the COVID-19 pandemic to moving from more of a luxury food delivery service to kind of this necessity back into almost a luxurious necessity and how they get to adjust to keep up with that demand. Plus, we dive into a lot of the challenges that these CPG shippers are facing with cost inflation and input costs, finding best materials and being able to source for their consumers while still making it affordable for them. So that's a super great keynote. That'll start tomorrow live at 9 a.m. Definitely don't want to miss it. And if you haven't registered yet, don't worry, it's not too late. Head on over to live.freightwaves.com. Grace, I think we've talked a little bit about ourselves enough. So should we welcome in our guest? <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have Lorena Camargo joining us, who is the founder and CEO over at Pearl Trans Logistics. And we mentioned it, rich niches make the riches. And Lorena, thank you so much for being on with us today to talk a little bit about Pearl Trans Logistics. And we're excited to have you. Thanks. It's great seeing you again, Grace. And it's nice meeting you, Kaylee. I was uh, really excited to have you on because I will not lie. I eavesdropped on a different podcast that she was doing while she was doing it. And she did a great job of not ignoring me, just fangirling the whole time like this from the corner. Uh, but I was listening to her story and it's, it, it's, I love niches. You guys know I come from like like that flatbed open deck space. I love where things get weird and it's more than just a van showing up and a driver getting loaded and heading down the highway. And this is one of them. So uh, Lorena, can you tell us a little bit about your career? What brought you into logistics and, and why you ended up starting Pearl Trans? Sure. Well, I started um, in the career industry the summer after high school. And just like mainly everyone that I talked to in logistics, it was just by chance. I was just looking for a job just um, while I was going to college. 
and uh, I had never heard of a career company and uh, I thought I was just going to answer phones and all of a sudden like this whole new world just opened up to me. Um, I was talking to a variety of clients throughout the day. I would be talking to a healthcare facility, uh, then a manufacturer, then a bakery, and it was all in like a day's work. So it was just a lot of exciting things happening. So that's how um, you know, I decided to uh, quit school um, and then just start working full time. I worked my way up from customer service into dispatch, a little bit of sales, and then uh, just working my way up to the VP of operations. Um, and I started Pearl in 2011. Uh, the company I was working for um, had to close down. The owner was just looking to retire. So uh, that customer base that I had been working with needed a home to go to. So that's how I found the opportunity to start Pearl. Um, and we've been in business ever since 2011. We've grown for, from a tiny operation, a, a two-person desk office, you know, to now servicing all of California and a couple cities throughout the U.S. I love that. It's such a bold move to say, hey, the company that I'm working at is closing in store, so why don't we just fill the space that they're taking, right? And I like putting yourself out there and making that leap is something that I think is very encouraging to people in this space, right? Just because maybe your company's closing or they're not being able to sustain that growth doesn't mean that you can not you you can be limited to doing something transformational in the space. When it comes to running a courier service, what are some of those day in day out operations look like, and how does that differ from other pieces of logistics transportation space? Yeah, so the way that Pearl defines a career service is more of a specialized expedited service. So it's more than just getting a piece from point A to point B. Um, for example, like in today's hybrid work mode, there's companies that uh, have their employees either, you know, Monday working from home, the rest of the week working in the office. So um, we service a lot of entertainment uh, customers. And so uh, sometimes there's a package that's directed to the office, but turns out they didn't coordinate their schedule. So we have to take the package to their home. So that's the benefit of using a specialized career um, because uh, it's most likely that the driver, you know, depending on the type of service, is only holding a couple packages. So we're able to provide that kind of white glove service where we really can customize the service and make sure that the package gets to the intended party. Even if there are a couple hiccups along the way, we're able to provide that extra customer service. Whereas other companies are really great at what they do, you know, the large distributors, the traditional carriers um, can get a hundred packages done in a day, but uh, using a service like ours, it's more specialized and more, um, if there are any issues that arise, we're able to solve it quickly because there's less layers of communication um, and we're able to jump and solve the problem. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the markets that you're serving even outside of the entertainment industry? Because I think it's it's fascinating um, being in this niche, but there's you are servicing so many different types of clients and then on top of that, too, what, what makes those different markets more difficult than others? Sure, yeah. We work um, with manufacturers, entertainment companies, but also healthcare facilities. Within healthcare, you know, that could mean so many things. Uh, 
because we deliver pharmaceuticals, surgical instruments, and human tissue, um, which involves um, either donor sperm, uh, frozen embryos, or even embryo biopsy samples. So um, th these are critical materials that need a specialized courier um, because things like this, you can't just you know throw it in the back of a truck or you can't just um, leave it at someone's door if they're not home. It needs a, a dedicated person uh, to make sure that whoever we deliver these materials to is the actual intended party, especially if we're delivering something like um, one of the things that we mainly deliver are uh, for our reproductive uh, clinics that we work with. We deliver um, dry vapor liquid nitrogen shippers. That's how like the uh, reproductive tissue is able to maintain the appropriate temperature. Now, this isn't something that, you know, like, oh, customers at home, let's just let's just leave it at the door. This is something that if they're not there, you know, we have a specific a, a protocol that we have to follow um, because there's only so many hours that those, the, the specimen can be in that tank in order to maintain its integrity and for the specimen to not, um, to not spoil. So it's pretty, it's, I mean, well, for me, right? Uh, for our company, it's pretty <laughs> exciting uh, working with, uh, with these type of uh, variety of clients because, because we are a smaller company, you know, when you compare us to like FedEx or UPS, where we get to know the customers and we get to know, you know, sometimes they tell us a little bit about um, their lives. And with medical shipments, though, we are careful because of HIPAA, you know, there's only so much, you know, that they tell us, but if they overshare, well, you know, good for them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're able to uh, develop great relationships with the end customers because of the type of service that we provide. So when you guys are working with these customers that are so specific and you have to have people who are very responsible on the talent side, right? What does your talent acquisition and training process look like? I can only imagine that having this type of custom and critical movements that you guys do means not only good service for your customers, but also that your drivers and the folks who work for you enjoy a pretty good work-life balance, right? Because they're serving things in the in a very specific market and they're highest level of standard is what really keeps them running. Yeah, we actually have a thorough onboarding process for our partners. Um, we work with a company called Open Force who helps us recruit and train drivers. Um, we also have them go through, um, if they're going to be handling medical specimens, they go through a whole um, uh, training module to make sure they're certified because while we deliver the best service, we still want to make sure that, you know, in case there's like they're transporting blood and there's a spill or, you know, something, um, there's a process in place that they're trained um, to follow. So we've been really fortunate, though, to have, you know, really great people that work for us. We've been in business since 2011 and have lost zero packages. So I'm really proud of that. We may have been, you know, late, you know, here and there, but we haven't lost any packages. Um, one of the reasons like uh, that you mentioned is like about our company culture. Um, you know, we have like the operations team in the in the office and we have the drivers on the road. So throughout the day, there could be a disconnect. Um, you know, the drivers are on the road beating traffic and our dispatchers calling them and, you know, there may be some loss in communication or, you know, sometimes 
I don't know what's the word, like the, the tact, you know, when people are stressed. Mm-hmm. So what we make sure that we do throughout the year is we have company events to make sure that everybody mingles with each other um, in a non-work environment. Because at the end of the day, we're here to serve, you know, our customers. It's Pearl customers, the really the boss here. And everyone pay, plays their their instrumental role in servicing our clients. So we make sure that everyone understands that and that's how we foster the culture here. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Did you guys find that you were put into any type of like really critical and crucial space during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic? Was was there any type of emphasis that was put on you guys for like vaccine delivery or, or testing delivery, things like that during a time when custom healthcare and healthcare career service was so pivotal to the success of really people surviving? Yeah, actually, during COVID, um, something expected happened. It was um, we had been working with uh, California Card Bank since the beginning of our business, um, and then when the pandemic hit, we saw a surge in the tanks that were being transported. So I guess everyone was at home. You know, they wanted to start a family. We, you know, we had, we would have never guessed that. You know, that that was going to be one of our um, one of are the ways that we were going to grow. But specifically with COVID, one of the cool projects that we got to handle was um, when kids went back to school, they had to be tested every couple of days just to make sure that, you know, they didn't, they weren't sick and and they would be safe to be in school with other kids. So um, we had a couple routes where we would go throughout LAUSD, pick up those COVID samples from each school and then just transport them back to the lab. So we would do that um, a couple of times a day, every day. So, you know, that was that was pretty cool because you get to, you know, I mean, obviously we're not doctors or, you know, we're not nurses, but in a way, you know, we get to contribute. We get to be part of like that supply chain to make sure that, you know, those specimens get to the correct lab uh, and make sure that everyone stays safe uh, in school. So it was pretty cool. Well, and it's really cool to think like uh, it's on even for myself, like knowing that a woman owned business is carrying my uh, my eggs or my embryos. Right. Like that's just like a little bit more of like satisfaction, even in my heart. And I, we love doing this show because it allows us to showcase even women like yourself who are contributing to these wonderful parts of our supply chains. And you even put out recently a blog about how this industry needs more women right in it. For you, how does your company work to actively bring on more women to not only improve supply chains across the board, but improve your company too? One of the things that we started doing was uh, in our uh, job descriptions, when we advertise for a position, we're, um, more aware of the wording that we put in because there's a lot of badass women in this industry, right? Um, but there, there are certain words that could just turn away certain applicants, like, um, you know, because women um, tend to be more collaborative team players. So we make sure that we add in those type of words and leave out words like 
like, you know, must be aggressive or, um, you know, you know, all mm. those crazy uh, job descriptions that you see, <laughs> we, we're careful with like the words that we put in just so that um, uh, when our turned away with applying to our position, um, to uh, applying to a position in our company. And actually about 75% of our team, our operations team are women. So it was funny because we just joined women in trucking. So uh, we have a Monday morning meeting and I was like, hey, so we just joined women of trucking, believe it or not, you know, women are a minority in this industry, regardless of like, you know, because everybody on the call, it's like, you know, mostly women. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, at Pearl, we're just defining uh, how we're taking over the industry. I love that. And of course, we love the Women in Trucking organization and the work that Ellen and her team does for every single woman in the industry. When it comes to personal mentors or any women who you look up to in the space, do you have anyone where you're just like, ah, yes, she is the badass that I aspire to be? Yes, actually. Uh, one of my dear mentors is Phyllis Applebaum. Uh, she's she's retired now. Uh, she started uh, Aero Messenger in Chicago. She's actually the first woman in Chicago that got a transportation license, transportation business license. So um, wow. she's in her 80s now. She sold her business. But I mean, she's she's a badass, like in every single sense of the word. She's a big fan of tough love. I love, uh, you know, whenever I have to make an important decision, she's one of the people that I go to because she's not a yes person. She's. She will tell me if I'm wrong. And I totally appreciate that about her um, because she, she knows this business inside and out. And so I love I love that I can I can still count on her, even if she's retired. Um, she has a huge heart and, um, you know, hasn't blocked me uh, from calling her because <laughs> I love talking to her. That's awesome. I, I love the direct uh, love or that direct feedback. I think sometimes, uh, I've especially noticed more out of even male counterparts, say when giving women feedback, right, they kind of like tiptoe around it mm -hmm. about because they're concerned about reactions. And a lot of times it's like, we got, it's logistics. We got stuff to do. Give it to me straight so I can work on it and I can improve and we can all move forward in this conversation. So uh, that's one small thing. I think that's really important that you brought up. So I, I appreciate that. And uh, for your own company as well, uh, Lorena, where can people go to reach out to you, learn more about the industry or, or see what your offerings are across the board? Sure. Well, I'm, uh... Well, try to be active on LinkedIn. You can find me, uh, Lorena Camargo, or our company, Pro Transportation Services, or Pro Trans Logistics, or DBA. Um, and you could just drop us a line, hello, at ProTrans.com. Um, you know, we're always looking for partners, and I'm always looking to mentor other women in this industry. You know, I, I, in, I've been very fortunate to have so many great mentors, and I just, I love to pay it forward. Awesome, Lorena. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We appreciate it so, so much. Have a great rest of your week, and I'm sure that we will follow up with you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. Absolutely. So hit her up at Pearl Trans Logistics. You heard that there. Grace, we are both very busy people, but you in particular, you've got your radio show tonight and the rest of the week as well. I believe it's Thomas Wasson Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday means Thomas is there, which means they're going to get some laughs out of it. And uh, 
he does a really great job of lifting uh, any Tuesday blues you might have. Uh, because yesterday was President's Day. That means John Kingston will be on today to give our oil market update too. So we'll probably actually touch on a lot of that. Hopefully, hoping to talk about BP as well and then get some uh, chatter on, on on that too. Uh, good uh, schedule this week. A couple of new faces that I have met actually manifest as well that will be a part of the show. Uh, and very excited for that. For everyone as well, uh, if you are attending Maths uh, next month, I will be at that for the SiriusXM uh, show that will be airing live there too. So uh, reach out to me if you're interested in talking there. I will be in Louisville. Look for the gal in the bejeweled J.B. Hunt trucker hat. That's her yes. favorite. That's her favorite conference item. And and I will say I'm highly considering going blue again. So that might have to happen as well. We'll we'll see here in a couple of weeks. I would support it. <laughs> I would support it. Grace, I've got to like I've got to bug you. You've got to talk to Thomas about diesel prices because he's like on a roll about it right now. There's like four or five gas stations in Chattanooga now and they're they're local gas stations, not truck stops, where diesel is under $4 a gallon. And it's actually only like a 60 cent spread right now from regular gasoline price. And he's got thoughts about it. So you guys can talk about that tonight. Uh, noted writing that down as we speak <laughs> <laughs> awesome well grace another great episode we've got more global supply chain week coming up tomorrow and it's a retail day which of course you write point of sale as well any quick thoughts on what you're excited to see Actually, I'm very excited, of course, to see your chat with HelloFresh, and we'll, of course, have a new episode of Point of Sale on after that. And we will be talking about the pet industry, and my twin sister might show up for it as well. So get excited for that. Lots of good <laughs> things on the way. Well, of course, you can catch us every Tuesday right here at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, Great Quarter Gals. Find any of our previous episodes on tv.freightwaves.com. Go sign up for Global Supply Chain Week if you haven't yet. I'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 a.m. and have a great rest of your day. One, two, three.